Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Welcome to The Greatest, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Christmas Edition. I'm uh, one of your hosts, CJ Toledano, and I'm joined here by my lovely wife and co-host, Megan Gailey. Hi, everybody. There's a lot of energy. I feel I feel like a, this, this 5 p.m. coffee that I'm having. That sounds um, good for the podcast and bad for everything else. Um, yeah. All right. Well, you're going to oh. get us sued. Um <laughs> Not if I'm just doing my own little voice. Listen, I know John Williams has people and he listens. John Williams people listen to sports podcasts, making sure. Oh, okay. Um, Isn't there like a fair use one that I could do? Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle. That's got to be out in the Library of Congress. Yeah, Library of Congress. Um, It is Christmas time. Almost the end of the year. We are wrapping up so many things, but... Christmas means sports, kind of. Kind Oh, sports, kind of. I mean, yeah, this is... In, in Wait, a, shouldn't we bring in our guests? Yeah, but, so oh, I was going to oh, lead it oh, up. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I was going to do a nice little lead up. Okay, okay um, take it back. And, you know, NBA and Christmas go together hand in hand. For us, at least, and I feel like for a lot of our listeners, it's really like, who are some real big basketball heads in our friend and uh, comedian community? And so I thought, do you want to... Intro him? No, you've got this train going, baby. All right. Well, here's the train is continuing to go. So we thought we'd bring on our very, very funny friend. You may have seen him on the Late Show, Late Late Show with James Corden, Late Night with Seth Meyers. Very funny comedian, very good basketball player. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenny DeForest. Oh, my God. Thank you. And thank you for getting my most valued credit there at the end. Basketball player is always number one. <laughs> I would trade it all. I would trade it all to be known as a good basketball player. I mean, you and I both know it's like that is definitely 
networking out here is if you're good at basketball and like can can hang in these games and you're one of the, you're one of the better people what were we wa- we were watching like an elf documentary about the movie not elves but i am fascinated and when especially when they sneak in at night i love those guys and they were saying that like elf got made because of a game that was, was at that, jimmy yeah. miller's maybe Jimmy but Miller, it was head like of a, who head of mosaic head of mosaic yeah Oh, because of a basketball game. Yeah, they like oh, wow. it was pitched at a basketball game and and like went up the flagpole at a basketball game. Amazing. They had a whole graphic. So, also, yeah. I don't know if elves sneak in at night. I think you might be thinking of vampires, but you know, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking of. I think you're going to say freaks. Um, I am thinking of that story where like the shoe cobbler couldn't get it done in the day, and then there were elves that would come in and finish the shoes at night, and he was like, "Who's Are you doing of this?" The, are you thinking of an ad campaign by the Keebler Elf cookie company? No, I think this was like a real story that was actually probably just talking about like marriage, you know, just like yeah. a man being like, how did this get done? Um, and it's like an, an elf, an elf he does, did He doesn't it. want to believe it's his wife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I a magical little man in the wall. Yes, yes. That finished all my tasks. Um, but there is some sort of, oh gosh, I'm seeing a very ugly man on my computer just who's on tv i just sometimes the men they put on tv it's hilarious Mm -hmm. to me um kenny how are you doing happy holidays thank you happy holidays to you guys i'm doing uh i'm doing okay yeah like uh you know obviously it's a weird year but it's weird for everybody and uh i'm healthy and uh luckily we have this technology man it's Mm -hmm. i just did like a zoom holiday show with the butter boy crew there in new york oh nice oh amazing evening get to see some friendly faces and talk hoops which is my favorite shit so i'm good that show has like a green room too that's whenever there's like zoom shows i'm like oh i was kind of here just to like talk shit and that was my main point it's weird because there's people what i'm realizing is there's the people i miss that because i'm in touch with my friends you know i mean i've like talked to you guys i've seen you guys some but it's the people in comedy that if you called them, it would be weird, yeah. but you're used to seeing them all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I felt like Aparna was one of those people in New York where I just love her so much. Mm-hmm. And, but like, if I called Aparna, she'd be like, do you Hello? need something? What is happening? She um, the yeah. I but, saw her on a know. bus today and was thrilled. Oh, wow. That's amazing. She's on, it's like you. a Ben and Jerry's Netflix campaign. Her, Wanda Sykes and Fortune. They're on okay. a bus? And I waved to them. Just standing, waiting in line to get into the bank. What a sad. Wait, what a nineteen. You saw them out? No, on a bus. No, like uh, they were like on the bus. You know, like oh. Car- how Carrie Bradshaw like, like saw herself on the bus. I saw these women. I like. I thought, like the world has gotten so bad. Like some of the best comedians we know have to travel on buses no. and wave to people. No, 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 no. Wanda no. Sykes is just taking the, 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 the B-52. Oh, no. God. No. Oh, God. Okay, that's good news. Good news that they're on buses and in that way. But, um, but yeah, so, Kenny, we, and I hope I'm not outing you, but we, Uh-oh. midway through the pandemic where we thought there was going to be a little bit of a handle, we got tested, and then immediately after getting tested, me, you, and another uh, comedian played basketball. I mean, twenty-one, I guess you could call yeah. it. Uh, and and I, I think I've told you it hurt for a week. <laughs> oh, I was so fucked, dude. And like, I had been playing a lot before the pandemic hit, like really getting yeah. back in the groove. And so, it's just that classic story of like, oh, I can still just do what I was doing mm-hmm. four months ago, five months ago, after doing nothing but sitting on my ass eating cookies. And yeah, I was. 
I was destroyed. I was sunburned. I was like dehydrated for three days. I couldn't drink enough water. Mm -hmm. And then like two weeks after that, I drove by that court and, you know, it was one of the few rims in LA that still had the rim up because the city took them down. Um, I drove by like two weeks after we did that. And there was like 15 guys standing around playing five on five, no. like subbing in. And I was like, that's it. And then a week later, I drove by and the rim was down. I was like, Yo. wow, they wow. ruined it. But that, I mean, because that, that was like a, it was a half court. And like you said, they took down a lot of the rims. And so I know there have been like on Twitter and just like some like feeds I've seen people are like, hey, heads up. I saw a rim still on a backboard. And then I'm also seeing like, through all the basketball accounts that we follow, just full five on five, like sanctioned high school games. I mean, college is still going on, but like high school, just like who is, who is like making sure protocol is in place. I know, dude, my buddy coaches high school and um, sometimes I'll like live stream and watch his games. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where, that's where we're at in quarantine, <laughs> watching high school boys basketball on the internet. And, uh, and, but yeah, it's like none of the parents are in masks. This is like in the Midwest. So yeah. of course it's just like no masks. And uh, yeah, man, it's like, I go back and forth on it because on the one hand, it is tragic. If you think yeah. about like a high school senior who spent their whole life preparing for this season, really, it's like your senior year is always what you're dreaming of. And then to have that just completely taken away. I mean, you know, that's it's years tough. of therapy right there. You know, so the part of me that's like, yeah, if they can do it safely, let them have the season. But you're right. It's like the NBA had billions of dollars making sure those play, you know, those are like million, multi hundreds, millions of dollars investments. They're like, yeah, we're not getting these guys sick. But high school, yeah, it's just like, I guess, the honor system, which. Yeah, I heard about a a personal story. Um, Basketball team was a super spreader. Um, And Mm. the boys like knew they had it, but we're like, we want to play. And so they didn't say anything. And then, you know, I mean, these weren't even high school kids. These are like young kids. But like, okay, you see these games and the parents aren't wearing masks. It's like, okay, well, that's that's step one. That's like that's the easiest thing to do. So if they're not even doing that, fucking blow it all up. They're not doing anything, you know, like Mm -hmm. you, you there has to be. And like the Notre Dame football coaches, like if parents can't come, he was like threatening to pull out. So like, especially in high school, I understand that parents want to be there, but it's like, these are the rules. And if you can't do this one rule, then you fucked it up for your kid. Unfortunately, like when they go to therapy talking about their basketball season, they should talk about what a selfish bitch their parents are. Wow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that is like one of my big... Uh, when I see adults that can't seem to understand that it should be about the kids, I, it like sends me into a spiral, honestly. And yeah, that's one of them. It's like, dude, you can live stream the game. You could have the court, you could drop your kid off at the game, wear a mask the whole time and then go home and do what I'm doing. And like YouTube Mm -hmm. live. They don't want that. It's like, yeah, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. Yeah, man, it's really, and I think about like the college kids that lost March Madness, you know, like the guys that aren't good enough to play pro, but Mm -hmm. again, spent their whole life, you know, the guy that's like the 10th man for Duke, you know, that like, I get to go to Duke and do March Madness and then it's just gone last year, you know what I mean? And we have on record superstars who made their name in March Madness and like bumped their stock up. Steph Curry is one of them. (laughs) Like Steph Curry became a name during March Madness and still, you yeah. know, and so like, who knows? And hopefully, fate and all, and like, there's programs and stuff after or even during this in a bubble or something. But like, 
it was it's handled incorrectly by and it's because of a lot of egos of not the players. Mm-hmm. And that's like unfortunate. I don't, Dude, I, did you see the interview like the Alabama head coach? It was like recently yes. Shashevsky was like, I don't know if we should keep going. And then they interviewed, they asked the Alabama coach. And it was such an ego dick answer where he's yeah. like, you think you'd really say that if they hadn't just lost? Yeah. It's like, bitch, we don't know your name. We don't know who you are. And Coach (laughs) K has 75 courts named after him. So, like, we're going to listen to him. Um, What the fuck is wrong with people? I don't know if you guys um, knew this, but as of, I think, last week, the Supreme Court has decided to hear a case brought by collegiate player representatives against the NCAA for for pay and for all of these. Uh, it's not going to, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to result in like pay, but it may result in like computers and them getting money for grad school and like a, a different like share in, in revenue, at least. And so I think that marks the first time this re- that the Supreme Court will be hearing a case on something like this. And I'm, I know all three of us think that they should all be paid. So it mm-hmm. definitely does feel like a step in the right direction. The, re- the reason it went to the Supreme Court, all the lower courts ruled that NCAA sucks. Um, and so they just now the Supreme Court just needs to uphold the lower courts rulings. That's so, amazing. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times it's not the first court case that does it right. right. It just It's kind of like it loosens the jar and then the next case gets it open type deal. And my thing is, it's like, dude, there's people that work on campus. They have campus jobs. Like, you don't have to pay these guys, like, life-altering money. Yeah. But they are employees of the school, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no different than working at the bookstore. I perform for a paying audience. Like, even if it's just a cut of ticket sales, mm-hmm. you know, that's like... Or your jersey. Teaching. Or, you know, like, yeah. I don't even think they need to pay everybody. Some of these people are rich. And, you know, I know someone who went to college on a sailing scholarship. You know, obviously she's fine. Okay. She doesn't need the money. But <laughs> some of these other people, you know, like that's such a Megan Gailey sentence. I knew someone who went to school not even knew on a she sailing did. She dated scholarship. my brother and I thought they were gonna get married at one point. She almost there was in my go. family. Lovely girl. Um, but <laughs> did not need a scholarship. You, you know, Rich, you have to be to learn how to sail in Indiana. <laughs> this was this was St. Louis. Do you know how oh, rich you have to be to learn how to sail in St. Louis? That's almost even harder. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, rich yeah, yeah. people from St. Louis. This Ugh. this person aside, she was lovely. Other right. rich people from St. Louis fucking suck. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> to shift this back to more fun and the love of the game, Kenny. I do for our listeners um, because they're, you're a comedian. You can look up all your stuff online, but also I wanted to know a little bit more about your background. I feel like I know a little bit about He's it. A but real athlete. Yeah, walk us through sort of your your early experiences as a basketball playing kid or other sports. Where, where did you start? Um, well, my dad, my dad was a a hooper. Like he still plays. My dad is 72 and he is literally trying to keep himself in shape so he can keep playing in men's league when things come back. Yeah. You know, he played at Juco and he bounced around, played at a couple of smaller schools and landed at Juco and then, uh, got really involved in like the hippie scene and sort of just phased out of basketball. But I was just kind of like, you know, it's like kind of that cliche born with a ball in my hand. But I, my earliest memories are I had like a little Fisher Price hoop in the basement. And I'm an only child. So my dad would like rebound and feed me the ball. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got attention. So, uh, yeah, exactly. And so I, I loved it. And even like when my mom told my dad uh, she was pregnant, she was like, do you want a boy or a girl? And like his answer was, I just want a little round baller. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like from, from, the, from the jump, that's what I was into. And 
So, you know, I started off playing like Y League. I played soccer too when I was young, like every other kid in America before we all decide that for some reason we hate soccer. Yeah. And that's why our national team is so bad. But we all play as kids. I don't understand what happened. I didn't play. My brother Ryan played and he was so bad that my mom didn't even have Michael or me play. She just was like, ugh, we're just a tennis family, I think. That's so funny. You suck so bad. Your siblings can't even try. No, you're so bad. They can't. Because I can't watch this anymore. I'm done. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And then in fourth grade is when I got a little more serious. There was a, in fact, interesting who this is. I guess I can name drop here a little bit. Lucas Harrell. He pitched in the major leagues for several years. In fact, one year, so he grew up, I grew up like four blocks from him. And one year I turned on ESPN and Tony Kornheiser was giving an impassioned speech about how Lucas Harold deserves to be in the Cy Young discussion. Oh. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. It was when he was with the Astros and they were awful, but he still had like a sub four ERA. And he was like, anyone who's only given up three runs on this team deserves to be in the discussion. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he was obviously a very serious athlete. And so his dad called my dad's fourth grade and there was an AAU program starting and they were looking for players. And so he was like, can I recommend you? And my dad and I talked. He's like, do you want to do this? He's like, yeah, I mean, I'm in fourth grade. So as much as, <laughs> I, as much as I can think I want something, yeah, let's do it. And I tried out and made, you know, made the team. And uh, so then I played AAU from fourth grade through my senior year of high school. Same team, Springfield Rockets. And uh, I just loved it, man. I just like fell fully in love. Like I was, you know, it was that deal where every Christmas, every gift was basketball. Every yeah. birthday, every gift was basketball. My room was just basketball, basketball, basketball. It's all I cared about. <laughs> you know, my AOL messenger screen name was like Rit Rocker 44. And yes. I couldn't even <laughs> so, What was the 44? Uh, what was the 44? That was my number. It was my basketball Hell yeah. number. It was a great number. I was a young Jerry West, baby. And so, yeah, dude, I was just really, really, it's all I cared about. And then, you know, I played football in middle school and freshman year high school. And then the star basketball player at my high school actually tore his ACL playing football. And then the basketball coach was kind of like, y'all need to not do that. And uh, so I quit and just focused fully on basketball. So sophomore year through senior, just basketball. And then, yeah, I played soccer through middle school, but quit at some point because AAU just took all my time. So yeah, that was it. And then my senior year had a good season. I was kind of a late bloomer. I was young for my class. And so I thought I wasn't going to be able to play college. And then I kind of like filled out towards the end of my senior year. And I did one last, uh, it's like almost like what I'm sure some of the guys are doing to try to get an NBA that missed out on March Madness. It was like a post-graduation recruitment camp. It was like all the guys that maybe should play in college that didn't get scholarships. One last look. And uh, I had a really good showing there. And I got recruited to play at uh, this D2 school in my hometown. My, nice. the, my high school rival team's coach took over as the head coach that year. So he already liked me. Wow. And so I walked on. But, the, you know, it was kind of like you're a recruited walk-on. He even told me, he called mm. me. He's like, I have a plan for you. You're not just a practice squad player or whatever. And, uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. Mentally, I had started a bunch of shit happened to me at the end of my senior year that um, we don't need to <laughs> get to. And de- a bunch of difficult shit happened in my life. And um, I think mentally I started to crack a little bit. And uh, started boozing, which I'd never done before, and started partying a little too hard. And I think also I thought I wasn't going to play, so I started drinking like I was done. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I I could play, but it's kind of too late. I'd already I'd already uncorked the bottle metaphorically. <laughs> now we're in the comedian origin story. <laughs> yes, yes. Now this is where the line gets <laughs> really blurry. Well, it's also um, it's not yeah. that different 
from hearing you talk about it from your dad's career. Like, so was he like, oh, Kenny, not that path or like also like, I don't Kenny, we're not I wasn't going to be in the NBA. You're not going to be in the NBA. Live it up, dog. Yeah, it was kind of that. Like my dad was kind of uh, he was always just so chill. Like my dad never was like, let's go do drills. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't have that dad. I think he, he, my parents wanted me to be well-rounded and I think they knew the deal. Like this is going to end at some point. You need to have other skills, but yeah, I think, you know, my dad even told me early, like, be careful partying, you know, I've seen how you drink. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever old man. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, so I think it was kind of like, he, he would have loved to see me play four years, but Ultimately, I don't even know how much it mattered because my knee, by the time Mm. practice started my freshman year, my knees started to act up and I got them x-rayed and I had like 50% tears in both my patellar tendons just from like wear and tear. Like it wasn't one thing I did. It was just Mm -hmm. all the years of mileage and the way I'm built, you know, I got one leg longer than the other and I'm bow legged and all these different things just put so much pressure on my knees. And so I kind of lost a step. I didn't have to lose. <laughs> and so uh, I was just a practice squad player, lost my confidence, and then got surgery between freshman and sophomore year. I was like, I'm coming back. You know, I like, I stopped partying and I like, really focused and got back in shape. And I was like, this is it. This is my last. And then my, I got surgery. I got the same surgery that Heinz Ward got right before the Super Bowl. Wow. It was like you get the uh, plasma injected right in your tendons. Yeah. I actually was like the first person in the Midwest to get that surgery because my friend's dad was like one of the lead orthopedic surgeons in the Midwest. He's like my friend's dad. And he was like, I'll do it for free if you'll be the guinea pig. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I did. So yeah, needless to say, I'll take the vaccine. I don't care. And uh, so my knees felt better and I came in in shape. And then like... As soon as it got cold, my knees just locked Aww, up again. Like and it an was, old I got man, a, like I was a old man. sailor. Exactly. So I got an x-ray again, same situation. And I was like, dude, I'm done. I finished the season. because I, I tried to quit like two months into my sophomore year. And my coach was like, we've well, just finished the year. We need you in practice. And I was like, yeah. Aww. So I, uh, I, I closed it out. And it was hard, man. It was really... That is the comedian origin story, CJ. You're right. Because it like... I was just like, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of former athletes in comedy. I think there's a reason. Definitely, like, You need somewhere to put that energy and it's, you're not going to sit in a fucking office, you know, when no, you've experienced it. No. And the, like the reps, like comedy and reps, like the reps situation or like mentality came from sports, do it over and over again and you'll see results. And just like, yeah. <laughs> At first I thought you meant like agents and managers and oh, i was yeah, like sorry. okay so your manager is your aau coach yeah. your agent <laughs> michael jordan just had a re- recruiter michael jordan just had a really good manager uh, <laughs> who would well, really send out his tape this is sort this is sort of like a broader question i have for you your high school basketball coach being like hey i don't want you guys to play football anymore because you could get hurt cj and i have this conversation like i always think about this you know there were kids growing up who were like three sport athletes like my dad played three sports And then like in college, I think at one point was playing like two sports. Like that was like an option. And now kids are like, you got to play baseball 12 months a year, no matter what. Kids are having like Tommy John surgery, very young. Do you do you wish you had been able to play football or like would he have been like, okay, you guys can play baseball because there's less risk or like what did it feel to have to just be like, oh, I have to do this one thing now for the rest? Yeah, I uh, I've, I've actually thought about that quite a bit. I, I I do think it's better to let kids do multi sports because for one, you're 
training your body in different ways. I think it might be less wear and tear. Like for instance, mm-hmm. football obviously is grueling physically, but it's also on grass. So it's not the pounding on your knees. You know, it's the same pounding on a hardwood floor every day for a year all the time. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, in football, you're working, you're like your short area burst muscles and then you run track and that's like your distance muscles. You're long, you know, it's like working different muscle groups. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe, because my dad was a three-sport athlete as well. And so he, he also had a real problem with that situation with coach and also just practically speaking there you know i might have had more of a future in football mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. three white guy with big hands that's good for football that's just like that's whatever a tight end, baby yeah right yeah 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 so you know but ultimately i, I you know i'm at peace with all of it because basketball was my favorite sport mm-hmm. and i think one reason that I, one thing i realized on a philosophical level is i feel like basketball culturally that's like my culture now. I'm not an active player. I play pickup. I have fun with it. But I mean, I like being in the culture of basketball. Like NBA Twitter is my favorite Twitter. Mm-hmm. NBA people are my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Like when NBA people talk about politics, I agree with them. You know what yeah. I mean? It's mm-hmm. like the broader culture of basketball. I'm just glad I'm in that culture. And that's kind of where I'm at spiritually with the whole thing. That's how I've come to peace with all of it, which has taken years. But um I think that's one of like the major selling points of basketball in general. You know, I don't know if gymnasts get to have that same, you know, just because basketball's so huge mm-hmm. and it just permeates and the people are such superstars and you can go to games wherever. Like it's you don't your career ended, but like you're being a part of basketball will go on forever. Yeah. And I think that's 100%. beautiful. And it's also like, yeah, it just, it, I'm white and from like the whitest part of the country. Like you are too, Megan. Like if it wasn't for basketball, I probably, I don't know what I would be like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the shit that I'm grateful for. Like, you know, I, it's nice to be in a locker room where you're a minority and have that experience and get exposed to that at a young enough age where you can adjust your mentality and be like, oh my God, half the shit I heard as a child was really dumb and ignorant. But mm-hmm. you don't necessarily realize that unless you're challenged like you know it's the reason the baseball players are still there's like still trumpy baseball players there's no besides gordon hayward there's no trumpy basketball players (laughs) you get that shit beat out of you in practice and you're like oh yeah i'm dumb it's definitely a recurring thing on here whether we bring it up or our guests bring it up but like the nba we yeah we look towards them to lead social you know social change and like hey how should we perceive this whether it's madam silver or the players themselves like besides china besides china <laughs> <laughs> that one you know what we'll get them there we'll listen get them that's there. like They'll their you know when me too happened uh, i feel like i had this maybe even someone else came up we all get one person that we're like listen i know they got me too but i want to keep them i'm not um, subscribing to and that. then I- that's like maybe that's the nba with china yeah, that's their that's their blind spot. And that's but they okay. really like our shoes, guys. That's it's like, yeah, LeBron. LeBron should not release China edition shoes right, as of right now. Like, just lay, yeah. just take the your foot off the uh, pedal a little bit. But did that the GM ended up getting fired? Uh, Daryl Morey. Morey no. Yeah, Daryl Morey. No, he's a, he's at the Sixers now. Oh, but he's he got fired from Houston, right? He, I mean, he, he left, left yeah. and went to the 76ers mm-hmm. and was like, whoops. But we were like, yeah. you're right, Daryl, you're right. Yeah, and then we're he went to Philly and they were like, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. He's one um, of us. Okay, so today's topic is going to be greatest NBA Christmas Day games. Yeah, great. And we're feeling festive. Uh, 
gosh, it's a great lead up to this year's NBA games. So it's the, the the league starts again tomorrow. I'm so <laughs> this excited is on Tuesday. Yeah, the 22nd. Oh, so excited. It's so good. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, I, w- I was like dying for it during when it, uh, the bubble started. Like it really changed moods in this house. Megan mm-hmm. like sort of saw how tense I was. What, is it a similar situation with you? Like your mood is just instantly 30% better. 100%. Yeah. And like, it was cool for me too, to, to our point before we jump in, if you don't mind, a little small tangent, Yeah. but to the social justice thing, like my girl is not a huge basketball fan. I've been trying to get her into it. She's just not a sports person. And it's funny when people say, oh, if you're too politically vocal, you'll lose fans or whatever. But she walked in the room and Doris Burke was just breaking down what happened to George Floyd in a very honest way. Mm-hmm. And she like sat down and she, and like, it was like her, and I don't remember who she was talking to, but they were like, and Breonna Taylor murdered in her bed by police. Uh-huh. This is unacceptable. And she just sat down and was like, oh, is this what the NBA is about? And she like watched the whole game with me. Awesome. And by the end of that day, she was asking me questions about the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it, it was pretty amazing. And, you know, Black Lives Matter is on the court. It's right there. And so it was really a cool moment because then she started sharing that experience with me, which is all I've ever wanted. And yeah, man, it's it's cool. It's, and it's really she's fun. from Indiana. Like, the, I, I don't know if you guys know how much Indiana is like basketball is our fucking thing. Like, you don't mm-hmm. drive by a house without there being a basketball hoop outside. I mean, even the Pacers like intro is like in 49 states, it's basketball. But something else. it's like we're so intense about it. So if that state couldn't make her be into it. I, I didn't know if anything ever could, so I'm thrilled. <laughs> and I think them losing fans is a lie um, that they tell people to stop doing things. I think they, I think it's a net gain. I think they end up gaining slightly 100%. more whoever, than whoever they lose. Yeah, ratings were down for everything because people are inside. And it's people doing... that you're like fine losing too. It's like yes. what? Like I would. It's as comics we know this. You'd rather have a half full audience that really wants to be there than a hundred percent that's like shitty. And so yeah. it's like, yeah, if we're losing the racist, then like that's how how were you watching basketball anyways? But like, please see yourself out. We're we're very pleased to not have you be a part of this anymore. One hundred percent. All right, so so. to reiterate the the topic, greatest NBA Christmas games. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. And And then we'll come back. back. Perfect. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. All right. And we are back. We're joined by our very funny comedian guest, Kenny DeForest. How, also- tall, how tall are you, Kenny? 6'3"? 6'4". 6'4". Just so Megan's dad will be wondering that as he was listening to this. What posi- how tall is Kenny? What position did you play? I was a like a two three for my AAU team, and then I was our starting center in high school. Wow, yeah. center! Wow, wow, wow! That's yeah. how that's how you can tell how serious AAU is. Is that you were a two in AAU, but then back in your your local team, you're a center. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. Yeah, we had like a six ten Division one center on my AAU yeah. team, wow. and I had to guard him in high school. That was fun. <gasps> CJ and I discovered a man this weekend. You'll love this, Kenny. He is seven four a freshman at Purdue, started playing basketball three years ago and now is on a full scholarship at a division one powerhouse. (laughs) And he's, (laughs) he's Asian and he's from Canada and he played hockey his whole life. And then they were like, you're seven, four. We think maybe you should play basketball. And he was like, okay. Him and hockey pads was a very funny picture. Yeah. What's his name? I got to look that up. Joey, Joey, uh, yeah, I forget. Just getting checked, just getting fully checked at the kneecap. Yeah. Just <laughs> down the ice. Yeah. Okay, um, so Kenny, you are going to lead us off with your number three pick for greatest NBA Christmas Day games. Okay, so I had to pull up a list. Oh, you know, yeah, obviously, we, we do a lot. Yeah, good. Because go, there was a list that had like a game in 1947. I'm like, you've lost your mind. I don't know what I saw the fuck that you're too. talking yeah, it's about. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go for, for number three, just because the reason I like this game, LeBron's done enough since then, Mm -hmm. but it was the 2010 LeBron triple double Mm. versus the Lakers Nice, because he had just gone to the heat and it felt like a statement game. And it's, you know, Christmas is cool because it's like the Christmas day games are kind of the first like real games of the Mm -hmm. NBA season. Like. Nothing feels like it matters until then. It's just like early. There's all that talk. And then Christmas Day, it's like, here we go. And so him to come out, triple-double against Kobe. And I, I watched that game. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I obviously don't remember it like play-by-play. Play, but, you know, it was kind of... It was just like a statement game for him. And I don't think we've ever seen a player... Well, we definitely haven't seen a player that skilled, that dominant that's had to prove himself so many different times Yeah, because we just refuse to accept that he's like one of the greatest of all time. We just, which I honestly think was good for him because, Mm -hmm. you know, he came into the league, the chosen one and that has killed, I mean, ask OJ Mayo how, you know, what what that did for him. So I think the skepticism from the public has fueled him in a lot of ways, but yeah, to have a triple-double. And also, it said in this, and I didn't realize this at the time, but he became the only player joining Oscar Robertson, John Havlicek, Billy Cunningham as the only players to record a triple-double on Christmas Day. Damn. So, you know, it's like the start of this LeBron Heat era. Mm-hmm. There's all this pressure from the from the announcement. 
and he comes out and, and drops a triple-double. That's amazing. And a triple-double on the Miami Heat team where you have Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh next to you, like, that, that is a lot. Like, I wonder if there was some sort of agreement, like, hey, LeBron, you got to go off. Like, mm-hmm. because, yeah, that's, that's a lot of, like, ball in your hands when you have a, one of the best teams of all time. In, yeah, at and Staples, also, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's always at Staples yeah. on Christmas. Yeah, and also if you think about this too, now he's one of the best coaches in the league. But this is early Spo too. People didn't know yep. anything about okay. Spo at the time. He was kind of this unknown. So to get a win on Christmas over the Lakers is just it's huge. Yeah. Do you think his eyes looked crazy then too? Oh, Spo <laughs> was he was he always that intense or has the intense like I feel like when he first came it was more kind of like laid back, chill Miami guy, and it's gotten mm-hmm. like more intense with. He's got Filipino dad energy for sure. But then it also creeps in that he's like, he was a video guy, but he is like a legitimate, just like basketball nerd. And yeah, I feel like maybe early on, there's a little bit of faking it. Like, holy shit, I have to coach LeBron, Wade, and Bosch and all these people. But now he's just like one of the most veteran, like, best coaches in the league. I love him. I love him. Um, Okay. Great first pick. I will go next. Um, I did not want to be disrespectful to the game that happened in 1947. So (laughs) for any of our listeners that feel passionately about it, it was the New York Knicks versus the Providence Steamrollers. So we can't leave them out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then the first sentence is the Steamrollers no longer exist. (laughs) Really? (laughs) What? I have a jersey. I Um, thought they were the best league pass team to watch this year. Okay, so my my number three pick is the 2016 Cavs Warriors. God damn it. You're oh, a great game. shoot. No, this is going to be a lot of overlap. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's only so many games. I picked this one because it was the first time LeBron and Durant were facing each other since 2012. And then it was also the game that put LeBron over 300 points on Christmas. And the only other two players that had done that were Kobe and Oscar Robertson. So it felt sort of like a flagship game for him. Like to go, when you have like a a record like that and to like go into that company and also the Cavs came back and beat the Warriors by one. And so it felt sort of like foreshadowing. It was a very long fourth quarter. But Kenny, go ahead. What what were you going to say? Oh, uh, I was just going to add two back in Cleveland, you yeah. know, that whole that whole narrative too. Like for him to hit that milestone in Cleveland after the way, I was actually in Cleveland when he announced he was going to Miami. Oh, for sure. With Ramon. Oh, and it was like crazy. It was it was insane to be there. It was like, it felt like a, like a tragedy. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it had that same feeling. And uh, so, you know, as fun as it is to shit on Cleveland, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, we love, Cle- nice we love Cleveland. Someone yeah. last night told me, a good friend of mine told me that I'm an honorary Browns fan. And it meant a lot to me. Yeah. Wow. She's a, the, yeah. Her sister got engaged at the Browns Stadium. So I was like, if anybody can tell me, it's you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's amazing. I, I want to add to this game a little because it was one of my picks. I think it was either going to be my first or second. But oh, Sorry, honey. No, no, it's totally okay. Uh, so everything that you guys saw too was, it was, it was, uh, the Cavs beat, came back from 3 1 in the finals. And then it was, they went out and got KD. And we're all mm-hmm. mad. Like, that was, again, I, I still don't know if I'm right with it, but I love KD so much. But to have the game in Cleveland, the Warriors were like, no one's beating the Warriors. And just so much shit happened. Like, if you watch the condensed game on YouTube, it is like 30 seconds of quarters one through three. And then the last eight minutes are all fourth quarter because. 
it was like LeBron and Katie were were exchanging dunks. Richard Jefferson had one of the sickest posters at like age 38. <laughs> Kyrie again just was Kyrie. He had like some game winners. And then the last shot was like a Steph three. But it was um we saw what two more finals appearances between them after that. And it really just felt like on Christmas, you're like, you want to see two of the best. And that was probably like, yeah, midway through that sort of rivalry. And it was maybe the last Christmas game in Cleveland for a while, because I think it went to the the Golden State after. Is this the game where you had to watch in separate rooms? That's what I was going to get to. So real quickly. I, for Christmas, I would go spend uh, spend in, in Vegas with my mom. and She lives there. Yeah. It was second year of her boyfriend living in, in their house, too. And then this was also the introduction to my mom's boyfriend's daughter, who is a diehard Golden State fan. Like, a Filipino Filipinos from fans. the Bay. Yeah. I mean... It is huge. And so we, me and my brother, LeBron fans, I mean, he's a Celtics guy, but like love LeBron. So we had to, and like, there was already tension between our families. And so me and my brother watched it in one room and then his daughter, my mom's boyfriend's daughter watched it in the other room. Didn't speak. Just, you would just hear like yelling in one room and then the other as it was going back and forth. And then we never talked about the game after. <laughs> That's so, so funny. Just yeah. walked out like, so uh, <laughs> who, wants to watch, uh, who wants to watch It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you guys won. Yeah, man. And so that was, that was the first year of Durant in Golden State, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, so that's another factor. Yes. I mean, for them to lose with oh, that yeah. too. Like, yeah. Because, you know, at that point too, we were already tired of Golden State. And Absolutely. then they added Kevin Durant. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. So there's this like narrative that they're infallible, you know, and so for them to lose on, on Christmas Day, it's always good to be reminded that there's a reason to watch the games because that's one of the big narratives of, of people that don't like the NBA. It's like, ah, before the season even starts, you already know who's going to win. There's a whole idea that it's rigged and all that shit, yeah. which I think is so stupid. And for them to lose on Christmas Day, it's like, ah, yeah. is that so? December 2016 in America had a real <clears throat> going to right, it. You know, right. like it really, we really needed basketball. We wanted good on that to day. prevail. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. That's crazy. That, that, oh my God. I know. <laughs> We, we don't need to go back. He was president for that long. Yeah, Holy shit. yeah. Well, like, he wasn't. Like, he wasn't whoa. inaugurated yet. He had not been. Um, he wasn't like sitting yet, but he was president elect during this game. I know. Uh. <laughs> uh, listen, millennials, we've seen more than we should have had to. Sorry. Okay, leave me a one star review. You fucking boomers. You weak pieces of shit. No. Yeah, listen, um, if you were if you were pissed off about the omission of the Providence basketball team, <laughs> you're also gonna be mad about our stance on Trump. Okay. <laughs> Let's just accept it. No, they're chill. Anyone who liked him left a long time ago. Um, okay, CJ, give us your number three well, pick. No, yeah. so I, I don't wanna because we don't have that many picks to to go through. So we'll just go to break and we'll come back with our number two picks. Oh no, he sounds sad. No, I'm not sad. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. All right. And we are back. So Megan, continue to steal my games. I didn't, um, and you know kidding. what? Now that I see it on your paper, I do see it in big at the <laughs> it top. It's bold and big. It's bold and it, big. Uh, no, it's okay. We're just speaking to all these games that are all fan favorites. So Kenny, hit us with your number two. Can I insist that you go first since you didn't go in the first yeah, round? Because I actually have two game. games. I have two games that I could pick from here, and actually okay. three games that I feel all like right. I all. Yeah, That's and I feel like great. one of these might be one of your picks. So I'm going to say I'm going to say the '93 Bulls Knicks game, uh, Christmas okay. Day, obviously, because and I didn't know much about this game because. I maybe stopped watching for a second because so this is the school, first school work got in the way. No, and... it was Jordan left. He went. Oh, he retired. Right, 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 right. And so oh, t- I think I think it's ninety four, right? Are you talking about? Well, I think it was a ninety three, ninety four season or no? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Maybe, but but Pippen, uh, yeah, Pippen goes off for thirty six. Yeah, yeah, that's the okay. game. Yeah, for sure. So and and those are and I need to because I, I bring it up on this podcast a lot. Man, I want to like watch every game when Jordan retired and just to see how Pippen carried himself and like the pressure, whether he lived up to it or not. And obviously we know about that one playoff game where he just sat down. But I just I do love sort of Pippen revenge games. One, it was against the Knicks on Christmas, NBA on NBC. Those are hard to beat. But yeah, I just love seeing Pippen flourish. And because it is that true answer of like, oh, what if Pippen wasn't there? Or like Pippen played by himself. Is he a superstar? And this is one of those games where he proved it. It was 1994. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. This was my. This was my. Uh, this was going to be number one, but it's fine because wow. I have three other games to choose from. Amazing. But that's how much I love Pippen because I grew up a Bulls fan. Mom and dad are both from Chicago area, so I was raised diehard, even yeah. though I was raised in Missouri. And um, so we watched all of those games. Who would you have been a fan of if you were, if your parents weren't from Chicago? That's a good Probably point. Probably the Bulls. Still, yeah. yeah, yeah, Midwest exactly. covers so, all the Bulls. No. Exactly. No. If you have WGN, <laughs> no. you're a Bulls fan. Yeah. You better back that statement up, CJ. <laughs> right. The Midwest is a big, bold, beautiful Easy. place with okay, a lot of different okay. representation. <laughs> Kenny, go on, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Listen, unless you're an Austin Crozier fan and, and then you love the Pacers. Um, oh, no, I just splashed my face. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, man. And I just feel like Pippen never got his due. And it was that whole, like, without Michael Jordan, they wouldn't be anything. And on top of that, Coach never got his due. You know, like, those two guys were legitimate standalone stars. Mm-hmm. Pippen, a standalone superstar. Mm-hmm. And I think since that era has been left in the rear view, Pippen has retroactively gotten his due. But at the time, you know, nobody wanted to give it up to him because, yeah. you know, he played with the GOAT. And just for him to go off on Christmas like that, he played every minute of the game. Wow. 
and also too, like you watch the last dance, there's that narrative of Pippin like sitting down mm-hmm. and you, you couldn't fight through. Motherfucker played 52 minutes on Chris and it was an overtime game. You know, like, mm-hmm. come on now. That's crazy. So I I love it and I love Pip. And um, yeah, I just, it was cool to have a, a season where he got to show everybody just how good he is, you know? Yeah. I'm always wondering the eating schedule. I think about mm. this um, for, the da- for the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders that have to cheer on Thanksgiving and they weigh in. I watch the show. So they're not eating Thanksgiving. But then I'm like, do they eat it after? So like did Pippin and the team get like prime rib or ham and mashed potatoes after I just like, or do they just go, this isn't Christmas and we're doing Christmas the next day. Like I, I would love if someone can vlog, if they're playing on Christmas, what the experience is like and what they do for their holiday. I would love that. Of course, this is the nineties. They're probably like, yeah, I got to eat a whole ham before the game. (laughs) Right. Right. We're going to burn some calories. From what I've seen, yeah, it's like there's like a catered meal maybe after or the day before, like if they're on the road or something like that, they do like a little meal. But a lot of these guys I've heard just be like, oh, yeah, we give up Christmas to play in the league and it's totally worth it. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. But then their kids, are their kids getting Christmas? Like, I just need to know. Maybe I just need to know what their kids are getting. Nice presents. No, their kids are living in mansions. I'm not going to pass the hat for them. (laughs) But like, uh, does Santa bite a cookie? at ad's house that's all i'm asking okay okay <laughs> can you give us your number two pick all right then i'm gonna pick this one i'm gonna go 2003 when t-mac was with orlando mm-hmm. he dropped 41 and it was lebron's christmas debut wow and i love tracy mcgrady yeah and i have a big soft spot in my heart for all those guys that came right after jordan where nobody was trying to give them their due. Really, LeBron and Kobe, I guess, mm-hmm. are the ones that kind of snapped that. But like the Jerry Stackhouses, the Vince Carters, the Tracy McGrady's, the guys that came in the league, and just because they weren't quite Mike, people wanted to act like they were nothing. Oof. Yeah. yeah, You know? And so T-Mac, I mean, and this is not a Christmas game, but that game when he was with the Rockets and scored, what was it, like 16 points in, in 45 yeah. seconds mm-hmm. or something insane? Like, this guy was electric, an absolute superstar, and really was one of the... I mean, the post-Jordan days were were kind of dark man, yep. for a minute as an NBA fan. So for him to emerge as a star like that, you know, it, it was like him and AI and Vince Carter. Like, these are the guys that sort of breathe life back into the league, that post-Jordan lull, yeah. Kobe... They really breathe life back into it. And then LeBron came in. And then now we're in this new era that's probably better than the 90s, I would say. But for Tracy to get his on the debut of the new chosen one Mm. was kind of cool to me. For him Mm -hmm. to be like, hold on, don't forget about the guy who came out of high school first. You know what I mean? And so that's why I picked that one. Ooh, that's really cool. Yeah, T-Mac in general, he he just deserves so much more love. I love that you you bring that up because it totally is right. the reason why I feel like T-Mac wasn't talked about in the same echelon as like Jordan and all those guys is because a lot of the media just wasn't on board in the beginning to sort of shape that narrative and go, man, he's really proven us all wrong. And it's just, you know, he was just good. And we just were like, yeah, we got to start watching him. Um, but he was, yeah, I mean, he was one of the best players for a good, what, eight years, nine years. Um, yeah. And if he had stayed healthy, who knows where he would have yeah. ended up on the, on the all-time list, you know? Yeah. Like, his scoring averages, he was on pace to be in that echelon of guys. And he just, you know, his knees and all that stuff. But 
Love team. I bet he loves that he fucked up LeBron's Christmas. I bet he thinks about that every Christmas. He's like, ooh, that was fun. But LeBron did everything he had to do, just like put together a good like solo game. He was a boy. Yeah. If anything, LeBron was like still he was probably missing Christmas. Like truly wearing Santa. He's like he's like, is Santa here yet? (laughs) Wait, will he know I'm at the stadium? Does he do we have a chimney? Um, okay, does this mean it's my turn? Yeah. Okay, I'm going yep. purely selfish. This is the 2019 Clippers-Lakers Christmas Day game, mm. and I'm picking it because we were at it, and it was really fun. It felt super festive. and just um, it's If you have a chance to go to an NBA Christmas game, I, like, highly recommend it. It was so fun and, like, a nice change of pace. It's like the movies, but, like, times 1,000. And then I also picked it because that game Kyle Kuzma was the Lakers leading scorer he had more points than AD and LeBron and it was a good game the Clippers won they were down the entire game they had like a huge comeback in the fourth quarter and um, they ended up winning 111 to 106 and this was really I mean I know it was only a year ago but it was really like the Clippers are the team to be like it was all about Kawhi and Doc and everything they had like done they were this made the um like season series they went up 2-0 on the Lakers like it just seemed like they kind of had their number and so I think it's interesting to see how that played out too and I think the the Lakers were up like 15 with a few minutes left to go and the Clippers came back so easily and I'm like this is the this I, I don't if you were to ask me that, I was like, Clippers are winning this season for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, little did we know that the the year would just go to complete hell or the next few months, but um, and things would change. But yeah, the, the I've always, I mean, we grew up watching these games on TV, and still to this day, like whenever we get to be, like be feet away from the, pl- the players or see these games live, it doesn't seem real, and especially on Christmas, because as a kid, you're like, you can't. I couldn't even fathom a Christmas away from my family, like not having dinner or just like. You know, that stuff. So the fact that we were, I mean, shout out to Megan who like <laughs> begged her, her reps, the a- agents and manager uh, ones to get us the tickets. But that was a really, really fun experience. I didn't even have to beg. I just had to circle back All on right. an email. Yeah, good I no, I No, I wrote an email and then I had to follow up on that email. And then they were like, Megan, we're trying. <laughs> That's amazing. And it's crazy that that was a year ago. I mean, I, I know this point's been insane. made repeatedly through quarantine, but this year's felt like moving through like concrete. Yeah. And I remember when you guys went to that, I, you know, like I think we talked or maybe I just t- texted you after I saw a tweet or something, but yeah, dude, I mean, last off season was so exciting and that just happened, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like Kawhi and PG coming to the Clippers, then they're going to move their jet stadium and like fully separate from the Lakers. And I was like, I'm going to live in LA when there's this battle for LA yeah. going on. I'm going to games. I cannot wait. And I mean, my preseason pick to win it all was the Clippers. I just, that lineup was so deep and I felt like I also at the time did not think Rob Polinka was going to be a good GM. Mm-hmm. He's proven me wrong this off season. They nailed it, but I was like, man, they're, they're too, they don't have enough depth and the Clippers have so much depth and they have like an amazing defensive lineup with PBEV on the floor. They have an amazing offensive lineup with Lou Will on the floor and they're just going to be able to mix it up and interchange so much and they're switchable and all they're And then yeah, the Lakers are like, yeah, but we have the two, we have two top five players on the same team. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome you guys are there for that. Playoff P. 
R.I.P. <laughs> um, okay, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with our number one picks. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And we are back. CJ, do you want to go first? Um. Okay. Um. So my... Well, let's tell Kenny. Kenny, since you're our guest, you'll you'll be the big finale. Hopefully, okay. we don't take any off the board for you. Um, I'll wait to do my honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. So this is another Bulls game. 2011 Bulls Lakers. So the fun thing about this game was that it was the lockout season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Christmas Day games were actually the first games of the season. This is the first year after D Rose won the MVP. So D Rose was like still prime. This Bulls team, and I know Kenny chime in whenever, but like this was like one of the, this is what got me really back into the NBA. This was like, yeah, we were living in Chicago. It was just like this team that kind of organically came together, hometown kid. And it was, yeah, Bulls versus Lakers at Staples Center, Kobe and the Lakers and the Sunday Whites. And it was a very close game. And let's see, I had some notes here. D Rose went off. He had 20, 22 and five. Kobe twenty six eight and seven. Kobe and Powell still on the team together. So the last this is the sequence. It was a Luol Deng steal. D Rose game winner, and then there was enough time for a Lakers possession. Noah block. So like, if you were a fan of this team, literally everyone doing their part, and it was like, oh, this is gonna, like the NBA is back. Yeah, and it was just it was just exciting. One of my favorite favorite games ever, I dude. I, and I agree with you. This is the team that got me back into it. Like Joakim Noah. He just retired. I hope we better sign him to a 10 day so he can retire a bowl. Yeah. All time. I, honestly, I, it's like Jordan Pippen, Joakim Noah. You were tweeting honestly. about it. You, yeah, you were like, he's like my favorite. And I, he, and him, I loved dude. watching people respond to you. I love him so much, man. He's just, it's just like, because I remember when they picked him, it, I, I was like, what? And everybody yeah, was, was like, bad. what? You know, it's like this big sort of undersized, unskilled seeming big guy. But he was a fucking star. I mean, he out of that national star. championship team, it was like, oh, this is like a mega star household name. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a Trubisky pick. No offense. Yeah, but it's always scary. Thank you for that, Jack. It's always, <laughs> scary, uh, it's always scary, though. When there's, there's those great college teams, there's always one guy 
that looks incredible on that team because there was so much talent that mm-hmm. isn't ready. And mm-hmm. luckily it was Corey Brewer. Thank <laughs> yeah. God. Because uh, Horford and Joachim Noah were both great NBA players. Horford still is. and But, dude, yeah. And, like, the, the, yeah, the Derrick Rose. And I'll admit, dude, I wanted Beasley that draft. I was like, yeah. we need Beasley. He's a stud. We need a we need a big guy. You know, he's so skilled. I watched the the, the college uh, when Derrick Rose missed those free throws and started crying. I was like, no, can't have that in this locker room. Yeah. Can't have people that cry when they miss free throws. No, sir. And uh, boy, boy, was I wrong. And uh, yeah, man, D Rose, I just loved him so much. And uh, yeah, I forgot that was a lockout too. Like mm-hmm. to break that on Christmas, like a yeah. Christmas sort of miracle for everybody. That's a good pick, man. And uh, like you said, that sequence. And Lou Alding, too. It's another all-time favorite yeah. that Tom Thibodeau almost killed. And, uh, <laughs> CJ's favorite coach of all time. That's he's the running probably, joke. He's probably still hooked up to an IV. Uh, God. Well, the Lakers are paying him for the next, what, three three years? So he The Bobby Bonilla of basketball. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So, yeah. All right. I mean, it feels reminiscent to this year. I think this year is going to feel, I mean, I know they're starting tomorrow, but then the NBA game or the Christmas day games are going to be the second game. Yeah. You know, so that's pretty fun too. Not a lockout, just a global pandemic. Okay. My number one pick, Kenny, I really hope I'm not taking your number one, but I fear this is 2004 Lakers heat. Is this your number one? No, no. Okay. I had it narrowed down to two. That was one of them, okay, but I had just decided on the other one okay, right great. before you started. So I, I literally scrolled down to the... I was like, no, I think I want this one and yes. I'll explain why. But that was the other one I was considering. So yes, so this was Shaq's return to mm. LA the first time him and Kobe were seeing each other, presumably, since he had left the Lakers for the Heat. It was icy. Um, they wouldn't look at each other. You know, it felt... In the grand scheme of like what we know about life, it felt sort of like petty, but it was great theater and their feud was really like larger than life. And and now that he's passed, you like to think that it was not it wasn't deep. You know, it, it was like, oh, we we our working relationship got fractured, but we have like love for each other. And I almost kind of want to watch this game again and and be able to like pick that out but Shaq actually ended up fouling out he spent most of the fourth quarter on the bench and the heat were still able to win because Kobe missed a game-winning shot at the last second still Hmm. scored like 60 I mean I mean no not 60 but I think ended up being um like 45 points or something crazy so it it like truly delivered on everything that people wanted it to. And I think this also felt really like, oh, Christmas Day is like when there's going to be these crazy must-see matchups. I will have to say in closing, I desperately wanted to pick a Pacers game just anywhere on my list. The Pacers have not had a Christmas Day game since 2004. That is the year I graduated high school and I get Botox a lot now. It's been too long. It's fucked up. They have stars. Victor Oladipo loves Christmas lights. Give them a Christmas <laughs> Day game. I even went to like Google it and there were all these, there were like three articles that were like, well, no, no Christmas game for the Pacers again. Like, it seems like it's almost this like snub or this fuck you. No fan base loves baby Jesus more than Indiana. Like, People will go to church, they'll open their presents, they'll pray to their Lord Jesus Christ, and then all they want to do is watch basketball. And I just need y'all to give it. Is it because our owners are Jewish? What's happening? Give it to us. 
Yeah, I don't know. And here's the thing. As a Bulls fan, I guess I'm supposed to hate the Pacers, but I think I love them. I, I yeah. do. I like them. I always love Reggie. I always love Jalen Rose, Mark Jackson, you know, those teams brought Rick Smiths. I used to practice that Rick Smith's buzzer beater <laughs> that steps through from yeah. an elbow. Uh I used I mean, I used to practice that constantly. And I think y'all y'all are good. And honestly, you're like you have so many trade pieces too. I think the Pacers are gonna make noise this year in the East. So Maybe uh, maybe next Christmas. Yeah, be- yeah, yeah. Let that like it. It'll be fun. We hopefully Oladipo will be a hundred percent. I want because I want to see like what a healthy Oladipo Warren, like TJ Warren, now has had his breakout. Brogdon, uh, Brogdon's great. I love Brogdon. Like, Miles Turner. I think he's just got to like maybe he knows since no movement happened that he's got to like prove himself. Maybe get his value up. So like I'm happy they didn't make any blockbuster moves. But also, too, like missed opportunities with Pacers Christmas games. I feel like there was maybe a year or two where it would have been awesome to see a, a Heat Pacers Christmas yeah. Day game. Yeah. Like those Cavs Pacers. George, yeah. The Cavs Pacers like playoff series were always, I mean, seven games, like in the first, second round. Like that would have been a fun matchup that I think they missed. Mm. So that's my Christmas wish. All right, Kenny, bring us on home with your number one pick for greatest so, Christmas. Game. Also, to Megan's game, real quick, and then because it'll it'll segue into mine. Yeah. I, I watched the highlights of that game, the the Heat Lakers, and it was like a skeleton crew that Kobe was dealing with too, because they lost Shaq. Chris Mem was the starting yeah. center, you know, like uh, Chucky Atkins was the starting point guard. Which hey, I got love for Chucky, but he's a six man. He doesn't need to be your starting point guard. And so the fact that that game was as close as it was just shows Kobe's greatness too. Like absolutely, the highlights of that game are just him catching the ball at the high post, backing <laughs> down, turning, fade away, like yeah. parallel to the floor. You know what I mean? And it's just like that guy was otherworldly good. Which I'm going to segue into a Lakers win here, since this is the year of Kobe love. Mm-hmm. 2008, um, when the Lakers beat the Celtics, yeah, rematch. I think we got to go out with a Kobe win for sure. And a big thing for me, my all-time favorite coach, Phil Jackson, this was his thousandth win. And so he got it on Christmas and made him the fastest coach in history to that mark. I fucking love Phil so much. And especially after the last dance. I'm sure you felt the same way. Yeah. Watching him deal with Rodman, that guy, like... He's a philosopher. He's like more... He's more than a coach. Yeah. The fact that he understood Dennis Rodman the way he did let him go, brought him back, would just put his arm around him. Like, it, he was, he deserves it, man. I, I love Phil. And so, for Kobe to get a big win against uh, the Celtics, which obviously at that time was the powerhouse team, the first big three, people want to act like yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the first big three. No, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, I just, it's funny, like, Kobe... I have to admit, I did not appreciate him during his prime because I was one of those stubborn Michael Jordan fans yep. that just didn't want anyone. But also that shows you how great Kobe was. He was like the first guy since Jordan that I felt like, oh, I got to cheer against this guy. Like that's how yeah. much I knew how good he was. And also I, I think I heard him that he modeled his game so much after Mike. You know, it's like you're watching Michael Jordan 2.0 almost mm-hmm. and people kind of don't, I don't think, appreciated it as much. That was the exact like, reason, yeah. He was, like a, he, was like, he was like a great cover band. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, that was great, but that looked just like the guy you're trying to beat. But man, he, he was special. And uh, especially on Christmas, man, he played, he was also one of the all-time great Christmas Day performers. So mm-hmm. that was my pick. That's great. I mean, uh, the Kobe Jordan thing, again, I'll probably talk about this every day till, uh, till 
the end of time. But oh, like, what a thrill. <laughs> but no, it almost in it, one is death obviously made me look back on just life and just like appreciating greatness and everything he had given to us and especially what he was doing in the later part of his life with, you know, um, you know, trying to put up, bringing the, the women's game up. But also it almost wasn't until I saw the last dance and he gave credit to Jordan. He was like, there wouldn't be me without Jordan. Like he finally, not admitted, but like the intention of like, no, I did take Jordan's moves. Of course I did. And then I like, I factored it in with everything else, my work ethic and it, it's not easy to copy Jordan. And that's yeah. it's like, of course. Yeah. That's awesome. If people are copying Jordan. Great. Like yeah, that's not a, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, man. It's like, of course you did. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I even remember when everything happened with uh, Louis CK, people were like, are you going to say anything? I was like, no, because I clearly copied him. You know what I mean? Like, it's so obvious that I looked up to Louis that for me to go online and be like, what a disgrace. Like, it just felt gross. I, I was just like, it, I, honestly, I'm bummed about it. That's my answer. Yeah. You know, I feel like as a comedian, that's as close as I can get to understanding that shit with Kobe. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, I copied the best. Like, what do you want me to say? You yeah. know what I mean? It's what you do. It's what you do when you're learning. When you're learning any new skill, you look at the best to ever do it. Yeah. You know? I think this is all Nicki Minaj wants Cardi B to say. Yes. Is that, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Just thank you. And I, I definitely took some from your play. No, I actually, I feel like it's something like that. Um, Nicki, man, we, we were listening to Monster. When was the last time you listened to Monster? Ooh, that is oh, good. I, I, yeah, her I love verse, it. Her verse, her <laughs> verse, I mean, she, she is a top five rapper of this generation and i and like we got to stop putting the female like qualifier hitting on against she's, yeah and stop hitting them against each five, other period she's yeah. top five period like yeah. she's i mean jesus christ it's insane i love cardi too i, I just want them I to too. be friends um yeah, one okay. honorable mention that i want to point out there's a lot of knicks games on this uh, the one i like though is this knicks celtics 1985 I was not here. Kenny, I don't know if you were here. No, mm -hmm. CJ was not here. Um, not. But this is very much viewed as Patrick Ewing's like coming out. The Knicks were down mm. by 25 and as a rookie. So this was his first season. He scored 32 points. They went to double overtime. The Knicks ended up beating the Celtics. And then everybody was like, oh, I guess we know who Patrick Ewing is if they had not already known him from Georgetown. So that's for people that were alive and like the Knicks. Great. And I, I never appreciated Ewing fully either. That's yeah. someone yeah. I so actively, as a Bulls fan. Oh, yeah, he was an enemy. Those Knicks teams were just... We, I mean, but we always crushed him because we had Michael. But yeah, uh, so it made me think all those guys sucked. And then you look back and you're like, nah, he so cool, was amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, it's almost you look back on it. It's like tragic that him and I don't. I didn't mean to laugh, but like him and Barkley and uh, Stockton and Malone, like they didn't get championships because Jordan was so good. And then you're like, it's not because they were bad. It's just yeah, kind of the wrong the era. The era and was it's crazy. Dude, he was so dominant that the most competitive assholes on the planet are still willing to be like, yeah, dude. I mean, of course I don't have a championship. Michael Jordan was there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. For those guys to say that, knowing how they're wired is crazy. Yeah. And it seems like the only one who won't is maybe Gary Payton. <laughs> like, well, he no. got one. In the last dance, he was like, no, I'm better. Like, he wasn't saying I'm better than him, but I was like, oh, okay. He's living on an alternate universe. Yeah. Which I admire, yeah, I a, guess. The, the glove, baby. Uh, shout out to glove. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to him. Um, gosh, I think on Christmas, which game are you guys most excited about this year? Mm. The Can next Warriors? Yeah, I forgot to look. Yeah. 
But I, I know that I think the Warriors Nets, obviously, I've been watching some of the preseason, KD and Kyrie, just seeing them on the court again and seeing KD again. Like, I, I just like, I, I was kind of mad. I was, no, I was absolutely mad that KD went to the Warriors because I, it wasn't that I didn't want him to get one, but I just felt like we couldn't fully appreciate his greatness because he couldn't take over game. Like, he wasn't their only option. No, it felt mm-hmm. it felt icky. Okay, it felt so gross. He joined a champion. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? At least LeBron, As when an he went MVP. to the Heat, it was, it, was a, it was a concept. You know yes. what I mean? Like, the Heat should be very good. We don't know. Mm-hmm. The Warriors, like, hey, it's one of the all-time great teams, and they added Kevin Durant. Yeah. It's like, okay. Um, so this is the slate. Pelicans, Heat. That is the first game. And then Warriors, Bucks. I'm kind of excited for that. Nets, Celtics. Celtics. Mavericks, Lakers, and then Clippers, Nuggets. That is a fucking great slate, man. I mean, first of all, Pelicans are going to be... I'm, I'm going to watch a ton of Pelicans this year because of Zion, yeah. obviously, and Brandon Ingram, who I'm really excited about. Ingram. So, all right, it's Pelicans, Heat. So, obviously, defending Eastern Conference champions versus... Pelicans, that's exciting. What was the next game? Uh, Warriors, Bucks. I'm excited yeah, about that. that one's, I'm excited about people that. Forget, we keep forgetting about the Warriors, man. I, I keep talking about like how good the West is. And then someone goes, oh, yeah, and the Warriors. Like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. And like, they lost Clay, but people haven't been watching Kelly Oubre because mm-hmm. he's been on bad teams. That dude has developed. He's not Clay. Clay is unbelievable. But Oubre is going to be able to catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one thing he can do. And Wiggins, I think, is in a finally, you know, Steve Kerr, if anyone's going to get Andrew Wiggins straightened out, it's Steve Kerr. Yeah. And so if if Wiggins can take a step and Oubre takes a step, those two combined can help replace play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you still have Draymond and Steph, you know? So So then we have Nets Celtics. That will be very fun. Awesome. Kyrie back against Boston. That's Mm -hmm. a a good Mm storyline. He staged the arena. So, you know. And now it's kind of the Boston team that feels like you can really root for them. You know, like this Celtics team minus Gordon Hayward. I am like, oh, yeah, I'm into them. I love Brad (laughs) Stevens, truly. Uh, Indiana. Yeah, I like Butler. Um, And then Mavericks Lakers. LeBron versus Luka. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. It's kind of like a low-pressure one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no pressure. That feels like the most, like, fun one. And then Clippers Nuggets. Oh, boy. The Clippers, it's really, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. People keep sleeping on Surge, man. Surge is a great pickup for them. Well, and they say, yeah, they say Montrez, while he was a great six-man, he just couldn't be the big man that they needed like they were that was the only sort of weakness they're like shit like who could guard Jokic they were trying to throw Zubak at him but like Serge is if you can have him healthy or have him just like in the right spot during the playoffs they'll blow by most every team you know Serge is actually you brought up Miles Turner earlier Miles Turner needs to watch Serge Ibaka film because that's what Miles Turner can do should I tweet at him (laughs) yeah tweet at him yeah be Serge be Serge Miles (laughs) Because he can space the floor. He's a legit three-point shooter now. He's still a plus rebounder. And he's not going to lead the league in shot blocks anymore, but they don't need him to. You know, he's still quick enough to guard Jokic. And that's really what they need. And maybe most importantly is that he's a proven Kawhi teammate. Like, they were talking about chemistry issues. Kawhi, like, he needed more familiarity in this in the locker room. And, And, man, at the center position, Serge is, like, the exact guy that Kawhi picked. I mean, he called him. He, or he, I think he mm-hmm. like texted and was like, "You coming or what?" Which is really funny. So these yeah. um these games start at nine a.m. and presumably will go till about eleven p.m. Hell so yeah. you've got full day. <laughs> you don't even 
uh, you may not be able to be with your family. We got five. Well, not we. I didn't do anything. Um, but there are five <laughs> NBA games that can take the place of your family. I like LeBron better than some of my family, you know, not, not nuclear, not <laughs> nuclear mom and dad, but like outside. Um, Kenny, yeah. where can people where can our listeners find you? Uh, at Kenny DeForest, D-E-F-O-R-E-S-T, not two R's. For some reason, people want to put a second R in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Instagram is is what I prefer. I'm also on Twitter, but I think about deleting it every day. So <laughs> <laughs> now follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And then, well, you know, if I quit Twitter, then it'll just be yeah. NBA Twitter is like probably the only thing keeping you there. Yeah, it is 100%. Yeah, yes. yeah. and we're, mm-hmm. we're on Christmas Eve of NBA Twitter right now. So it's going to be tough to back out. I'll stick around. I'll be on Twitter. You can yeah. find me. But yeah. you can, you just dabble in the fun and leave the rest. I mean, that's yeah, fine. Exactly. I don't know what I'm talking about. My dive headfirst into the shitty every day <laughs> um, so check out all, all of Kenny's stand up too oh yeah absolutely and um, oh Pro Bowl announcement came out today <laughs> Rodrigo Blankenship left off I'm pretty fucking pissed I want to oh. recount I want to recount how about that <laughs> oh yeah the, he need that yeah for sure DeForest That's Buckner he'll be there someone someone else got to spearhead your campaign I'm spearheading hot rods but DeForest Buckner you got fucked over too Kenny Moore we got a player named Kenny on our team Kenny Moore that's and you got a player named DeForest on your team. Oh so. my God. <laughs> and they both got snubbed. Wow. This is I'll really... be taking off the mantle for these guys. <laughs> wow. For sure. Wow. 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 Um, doesn't Kenny Moore just sound like a guy who lives in Indy? I love that name. It's just so indie to me. Yeah, he sells paint for houses. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me at Better Megan Gailey on Instagram, at Megan Gailey on Twitter. Oh, my half hour is on YouTube right now. The link is in my Instagram bio. I think it's only up for a few more weeks. So gather the family around. Or if you don't have family that you can't see, gather me around. I'd love to be your little bitchy aunt or sister or whatever you need me to be. I will be for you. All right. Uh, At CJ Toledano on everything. And that's it. You guys, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Please stay safe. Just Mask up. We're close, but not there yet. Do your do your very, very best. Don't drink and drive. I don't know. That feels like a holiday one you got to throw out there. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. A pleasure. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you. All right. See you next time. The Greatest is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. 
Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.